The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Welcome back to Side Peace Show. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I swore I would not sing again. But you guys, I'm singing because I'm so freaking excited. Not only do we have an amazing guest this week that you are going to eat up off of a spoon, but you guys, I just saw a little tidbit online and I freaked the hell out. So Backtracks, this website, I've never heard of it, but they are absolutely my new favorite ever. They have a top news entertainment podcast like chart. Who are the best new podcasts around? And can I tell you, there's over 200 that they listed as like the top new ones. Guess who made number 22? Side piece, you guys. I mean, I was dying. Side piece, we are on the top of the charts at 22. Our little baby side piece that just started a little bit ago. And you know what? We're literally topping charts. I could not be more proud of side piece. It was just the best thing ever. Literally the only thing that topped making this list was seeing my kids in their soccer camp. You know, we're out of COVID funk. We're getting back into the real world. We signed them back up for soccer camps on the weekends my four-year-old, my two-and-a-half-year-old. Yes, they're in camps because I expect them to be pro by age of eight because I'm a psycho and I need them to be the best athletes on the planet. So my four-year-old and -and two-and-a-half-year-old are taking these soccer classes. Let me tell you, my four-year-old, he's a badass. He is a good athlete. But my girl, Vivi, holy crap. First of all, she's the only girl in her class. That tells you something right there. Second of all, she's going through these obstacle courses and the boys are like falling over left and right and they're calling out for mommy. She's literally stopping, staring down at them like they're roadkill, giving a little smirk and off she goes crushing. It was amazing. And me, my loud way obnoxious self, I'm like on the sidelines yelling and cheering. I mean, you would think it was a freaking Super Bowl. Meanwhile, every other parent hates me for sure. So there you go. So for me, it was quite an awesome week. Finding that out about side piece, topping the charts, and my kids kicking ass on the soccer field. That wraps up the hotness happening in my world. And now it's time for Side Stealers of the Week. Shaw's. So Tommy, MJ's husband, let me tell you, I'm so not cool with him vandalizing Adam and Reza's house and coming at them as he did. But Tommy reading the Don't Step in the Poo book, or whatever that book was, to baby Shams. And Tommy really seems to take care of Shams a lot and great care. So any man that is a great dad is always an awesome side stealer for me. Below deck sailing yacht. Danny and her baby girl. Danny has her new beautiful baby girl. And I think it's just so awesome 
that she's working so hard to take care of her baby girl on her own. Like me as a mom, I can't even imagine having a new baby and working and not having my baby daddy around to help. So both of these beauties, they for sure win side stealer of the week. Beverly Hills, Tom Girardi, this guy, I mean, come on. So it's Erica's now ex and supposedly Tom was spotted out to eat with another woman. I mean, this guy, the man with a plan, who cares that everyone is coming at him? Everyone is trying to come and get all of his stuff, like everything he has and take it for all of like the shady shit he's been doing. But let's not worry. We got to have our priorities. We still got to find time for the ladies. I mean, this guy, I don't know if he's a side stealer. He's a side something, but what in the actual hell is going on with this guy? And that wraps up my side stealers of the week. But what else is hot and happening in Bravo today? Shaws. So Mike and Destiny round 273. But the bigger question is that I often ponder, when did Gigi become the Shaws voice of reason? Can you answer that one for me? Below deck sailing yacht. Holy crap. This is why I love Bravo. Things happening off season and on social just as, if not even more delicious than what's actually happening on air. So not only do we get one shocker that Allie is pregnant with not Gary as the baby daddy, but we have Danny finally admitting that JL is her baby daddy. And let me tell you, no one, like no one across the board from their cast and any other below deck is happy about it. Everyone is hating and coming at JL. And it's really sad to see. I agree. I think JL looks like a complete douche, like step up, be a man. They still haven't even talked, by the way. Like Danny had the baby. They still haven't even talked. Step up, be a man. But like I said before, Danny is incredible. You know, she's working hard and taking care of this baby by herself. And that is so awesome. Below Deck Med is back. And we got a sneak peek at Real Housewives of Potomac. Oh my gosh. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. I cannot freaking wait. And that wraps up the hotness happening in Bravo. You guys, thank you so much for all you do. You're listening, you're subscribing, all of your amazing reviews and saying how awesome you think Side Piece is. You guys are the reason that Side Piece is literally topping charts. I'm so pumped to be doing this and I can't thank you guys enough. Thank you for telling all your friends to listen and subscribe, rate and review as well. So together we can celebrate all of the entertaining and delicious parts of Side Piece Show. You can find me at Side Piece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W. Thank you again for all the love, all the support. You're the best. My guest today, nothing in a bathroom has looked so good since this man's naked bathroom pick broke the internet, or at least he broke my internet. Yes, you know it. It is the one and only Ralph Pittman. 
you guys, you cannot have Drew Sedora's hotness without having her hotness ultimate side piece. You guys, <laughs> it is the one, the only Ralph Hitman. Hi, Ralph. Hey, how are you? Oh my God, freaking amazing now that I get to see you. We have been going back and forth for a little bit trying to get this done. I'm so excited to see you. And I'm so happy it. to be here. Let me tell you, this is what we've been waiting for. Now it's happening. I know. Oh my God. All, and by the way, you guys, my producer, Karis, actually knows Ralph from like, what, a decade ago? Yes, yes, At yes. At least. So that's yeah. so cool because, you know, my producer, Karis, is like, oh my God, we have this amazing podcast side piece. We have to get the ultimate side piece, my boy, <laughs> Ralph on. So now that we're yes. finally doing it, I'm just, I'm so excited. I actually wrote you a little poem. Oh, really? I did wrote you a little I can't, poem. I cannot wait to hear it. Okay, you ready? <clears throat> Successful businessman, super husband, and super dad. Even supports his wife when she gets into singing matches. Though, when he leaves for Tampa, we are a little sad. He's fun, <laughs> funny, and looks pretty damn good in that bathroom pose. Ralph is the perfect match to Drew and the best addition to Atlanta that everybody knows. I love it. That's a great poem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, Ralph, oh, I have a lot of questions for you, but okay. the most important question I have to start off by asking, when is the next time we are seeing a bathroom pick? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't, you know what? That was, it was such a, a spontaneous thing that we did. You know what? It was Dwayne Wade. They started it all. And so all of a sudden it was like, Drew came to me and was like, Ralph, we should do the same thing. I was like, Hey, I just hit the gym. Let's go. <laughs> and then all of a sudden she posted, I didn't know she was going to actually post it. I thought it was just going to be for fun. She put it up and all of a sudden it was everywhere. I was like, Oh my God. But you were like, yeah, baby. Come on. <laughs> I, I mean, Drew had it been like, that's my man. Thank you very much. Good night. Yes, yes, yes. Dude, I think it was a proud moment. <laughs> that picture is sick. That is obviously not the most important question I'm going to ask you, but of course I had to ask you, especially when I made part of my poem about it. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay, so you're new to Atlanta and to the Housewives. Mm -hmm. How did you even get hooked up with doing the show? Uh, great question. So my wife, initially, I did not want any parts of the show at all. Uh, they approached my wife before and she ended up going into labor and having Makai. So the opportunity was just like, okay, timing isn't right. It came a second time around and I was like, uh, yeah, you can do it, babe. Uh, you know, I'll support you from a distance. And, you know, uh, we ended up not doing it then because of timing as well. The third time it came around, it was like, okay, three times a charm. I was at a place where I was like, all right, if my wife wants to do something, I will support her. And it just so happened that Housewives was the thing that she wanted to do. And so I was like, all right, I'll support you. And here we are, <laughs> filmed our first season. Three times, like, so this has been going on for years. They've been coming to you guys and asking you. Correct, it has. So are you happy now looking back that you're doing it? You know, it, it all depends on when you catch me. So like this yeah. question kind of varies. If you would have asked me this question after I left for Tampa, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I think I'd probably come good with this show, you know? But 
this is the thing. It's it's liberating in a way. Of course, it was something and exposure is something I've never experienced in my life. I've never had someone criticize and critique me the way that fans pour out. Because let me tell you, Atlanta Housewives fans are like no other fans in the world. I played football. I, you know, there was a lot of things. I got the booze. But right. having a bunch of comments coming in, I hate you. Really? They're that nasty? Oh, my God. I had DMs. This, I'm being paragraphs. And so let me tell you what it did for me, though. So it was like, all right, do I turn my comments off? And this is the funny yeah. thing. Somebody actually mentioned, and we had a, uh, we, we ended up having, like, a party that night for, for the show actually airing. We right. had people over at the house, and it was a good time. We watched the show together. And then all of a sudden, I left for Tampa, and we had that conversation. And then all of a sudden, comments started rolling in. There was one comment that I will never, ever forget. It said, oh, you better turn your comments off now. <laughs> and, no. and I was like, why would I want to do that? And then all of a sudden, I understood why I should have turned my comments off. It was just like bad comment, bad comment, all under a good picture. I was like, I was so upset. But I was mortified. Um, and I wasn't ready for it. And there's no way to really coach it. You have to go through it as an experience. And so I talked to my counselor. She's like, Ralph, people are going through their own trauma because you were a trigger. And because you triggered people, they need to pour them, their heart out and tell you how they feel, not just for me, but it's they're pouring it out for themselves. Right. And so I never turned the comments off and I had to take it. What it did for me is it allowed me to absolutely, to actually absorb it. To say, all right, Ralph, you got to toughen up. You got to harden up. You got to have thick skin like no other, you know? Right. And now here we go. And really, truly, it took a little while for me to get there. But now I can actually see some bad comments. And I'm like, okay, it can roll off. You've been through the hardest. I mean, I've because been through it. Tampa, Ralph, was like the pretty much the beginning of the season, right? Right, right. There was no introduction. Usually it starts off like, hey, here are the pitmen, you know? <laughs> it should have been something like nice and like an right. intro. Talk about who I am. We, you know, me and Drew holding hands and walking. Like, <laughs> something. Give me anything. All of a sudden we came off and it was just like, Tampa, let's go. I was just like, oh, <laughs> this is my intro. I mean, that's more difficult. You coming from sports and football and all that, that's probably more difficult than any of the most difficult, challenging games you've ever had to play. Because you're just 100%. so out there. It's not only are you so out there, but then something like this happens. Mm -hmm. And that is just like, I can't even imagine what you are getting. So then afterwards, we're just <laughs> like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this show? This is insane. Well, the thing is, is that one, <laughs> once I saw that, all the filming was done. Oh, <laughs> it, yeah. It, 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 was, it was over. It was over. I was like, okay, so this is how it's going to go. I'm like, yeah, um, at some point in time, things are going to start to turn around. You're going to see a different version of Ralph because I'm layered. I will say this, and Karis knows it as well. It, initially, it was funny because he said, he's like, Ralph, I'm going to tell people who you really are. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> it just came in. It was like, oh, Ralph. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, he did say that. Yeah, the reality of it is, is that I'm layered, right? I am a type A East Coast guy. I'm no nonsense. I'm a business guy. So literally the way I think is like business people, you know, right. I'm straight to the chase. And so sometimes, and for my wife, she's more of the creative. She, 
is more of a, a, a dreamer or she couldn't or she calls herself a visionary whatever right. she wants to call herself we think different and so our conversations our perspectives come off and they sometimes don't see eye to eye but that also makes it very powerful because she's over here creating i'm over here making sure business totally. is taken care of but you know we have our conflicts well i mean and everybody does by the way it's just you guys yes. are on blast because you're on a, a show about it okay right Ralph, we're talking about Tampa. What the hell happened? Did your phone die? What was this whole beef? We saw so much going down with you and Drew over it. <laughs> like, what happened? Well, so I ended up talking about it on the reunion. Yeah. And the, the reality is, is my wife endured three surgeries. We had Black Lives Matter. I had my mother-in-law staying with me. So she came down to take care of Drew when she had her surgery and just ended up getting stuck. Now, my mother-in-law is also type A. Right. So it was only a matter of time before we just started just bumping heads and she wants to butt into every conversation that we have and tell me how to run my house. And I'm like, wait right. a minute. <laughs> this is, I'm the king of this jungle here, you know? <laughs> and so <laughs> this is my domain. I have the hat on. You know, <laughs> you got to respect this thing. And, right. You know, so it was just a bunch of different challenges that we were just running into. And especially even as I mentioned, like Black Lives Matter happening with George Floyd being, it was just a lot that was bottling up. And right. so we ended up getting to a place where we had a disagreement about school. My wife had a, a decision to make. She could go to her doctor and check to see if she, uh, if she had the infection removed from her ankle right. or she could do homeschooling. I thought that checking and going to the hospital was probably more important than anything else right. because right. if, you got an infection there, you're Probably. back in the hospital. Your yeah, yeah right. exactly. Right. Health for me. Right. She chose school and canceled everything. And it ended up turning into this big blow up. And it just got really ugly from there. I got to a place where I had so much going on with me that I was going to break. I had a breaking point, which yeah. is very, very rare for me. So I travel for work all the time. So I always have my outlets. But during the pandemic, we have to see each other and look at each other seven days a week 24 7 right and so i just broke i was like drew i have to get away and i left right. i told her though i definitely told her that i was leaving i did not tell her where i was going though okay i can take that you know that's a that's a big <laughs> yeah. infraction the reality of it is i'm a spontaneous person yeah it's an infraction i get it i get that's it that's a big but, penalty you know, <laughs> it is a penalty. It is a penalty. But then, you know the thing about it is, is I didn't. Number one, my wife, she's she will find me. You know, she will. I'll tell her this is where I'm at. She's calling a hotel and everything. Else. Oh, Ralph, right. where are you? And calling the room. I'm like, uh, no, I need time to get away. So I answer and I said on the show, I was always accessible. She didn't like that word though, you know. But I was. I was like, send me a text message. Don't call me. I don't want to talk. I answered every text message within a minute time frame. So it was never like a wait or anything that she needed to worry about. So if there was a problem, I was still accessible for business. Just I didn't want to talk. For that business. Was it. By the way, though, I get it because listen, we all went crazy during the pandemic, right? Especially uh, right. adding all the layers and you had, you know, Pastor Mama living mm. with you guys. I do see, though, as a wife, I would literally hunt her ass down and like, you know, see? Your, there your, it is. your balls are going to be threatened big time for this. Whoa. So I will tell you that that would happen too. But like, I get it. It's just, you had so much going on. Like you said, it's like, now you're on a reality show for the first time. Mm -hmm. I mean, was it just nuts when you come back 
and you're dealing with all this Tampa stuff and like the aftermath and the cameras in your face. Was that just like so crazy? It is. I think I'm realizing something about myself. You know, I, I probably, <laughs> when cameras turn on, I probably set myself up completely, you know, <laughs> because <laughs> it's just, you know what, because when I came back, I just worked, went right back into my normal routine. I put, I went and sat back on my throne. I started just taking care of business and we didn't talk about anything. And then all of a sudden the cameras came on and it was like, okay, let's talk about Tampa now. And I'm like, right. oh, <laughs> like, wait a minute. This is our anniversary. How about we talk about the niceties? Let's talk about like how we first met and how you, you know, how I wooed you into saying yes to me. Like, let's talk about all those positive things. But then it was like, uh, no, let's talk about Tampa. And yeah, so it kind of hit us. It kind of caught me off guard. But yeah, when the cameras come on, it gets a, it gets real. It gets extremely real. And what you saw was some truth there. Of right. course, there's multiple sides to it. Right. I, I, um, I'm very pragmatic and very logical. I care about the why. Right. I don't care about the what so much, right. you know? Like, what's going to stop me from going back to Tampa again? Now, that's a good question. That's what I care about. Right. She wanted to know where I was. Right. But, but I do apologize for it, though. I do. I did. I, just, I can't believe, like, this is your first season, right? And this is how uh -huh. it all, like, gets going. Like, you are already, you are hitting the ground, like, sprinting. There's no, mm -hmm. like, walking into this slowly. And like you said, where's, like, the intro? And here's our happy family. And we're walking down the beach together. Like, all of us. Right. Are right? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. we saw you. I thought it was cool. Because then you, I mean, you put everything out there, right? Then we even see you guys with therapy and going through all that. Do you feel it has helped your relationship with Drew? Oh, it helped tremendously. So I got to give a special shout out to Love McPherson. Uh, she is our relationship coach. She's helped tremendously. And it really comes down to just bridging the gap. Once again, I'm business. I'm very logical. Drew is a dreamer. And so you need somebody there that can actually help bridge. This is what Ralph is saying. This is what Drew was saying. And she's helped uh, us navigate a lot of various different challenges that we've actually had. And also me having an opportunity to see myself back on the show. I'm like, oh, I didn't think I actually acted like that completely. Oh, right. I thought, I'm, and that's the one thing that television does for you, right? In reality, you think you, of yourself as being this incredible, amazing person. I don't really have too many flaws when I think about myself. Right. But when you look <laughs> at yourself, you know, you're like, ah, yeah, I could probably make an adjustment here. I can understand where Drew is saying in this particular instance, but also I can see why I probably did or said certain things. And so it, it does become a conversation point to figure out how you can get some balance, understanding yourself as well as understanding your mate a lot better. I feel like Mike, you know, I interviewed Mike Hill. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. And I that's feel my like, guy. Yeah, 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 totally. And yeah. I feel like he said a lot of these same things. I mean, because uh -huh. he's been on TV before and done it, but like the whole reality thing. And you're mm -hmm. watching it back and you're like, oh, wow, I didn't know I did this or I like this or I don't like this. Like he said the exact same thing. And of course it's a challenge, right? Like you guys are going through your relationship and your uh, camera's in your face. So wait, you and Mike are buddies. Yes. So from the show or before the show? Before the show. Oh, really? Yeah. So we, yeah, we had an opportunity to meet, we met, um, we met a couple of times before. So, you know, it was, it was great to have somebody that I can just like bounce ideas from even talk about just even how to navigate certain things. 
it's, it's, the, it's the small things. I'm an Aquarius also. Let me throw that out there. Because Aquarius, Aquarius is our, we are unique people. We're very intelligent. Right. But we see things and we probably see the world a little different. And so he had to say, hey, Ralph, I'm just going to let you know something. This is how you, in, in this spotlight now, you're going to have the world looking at you. And so when you go out, people are going to recognize you. And this is how you start to navigate things. Because in my field, you can be very successful, uber successful. Right. And you can walk down a street without any problems at all. In reality, everyone knows who you are. So there's no such thing as being like incognito anymore right. so like literally everyone knows you regardless of where you go costco i had a gas attendant like i know who you are no I'm like, oh you do <laughs> so how is that because you know drew's obviously been on like she's done all that right so like how is right. it for you now you're going to just get some gas you're going to costco for some groceries and everyone's like hey ralph yes yes it's it's a new world so I am one of those guys, I'm, so I'm an extrovert, and sometimes I can have my introverted moments. Sometimes I like being by myself, or I just need to unwind. For instance, Tampa, right? I was by myself, it was great, amazing. <laughs> I didn't have to worry about any drama or anything else. The thing is, is here in this world, you just don't know who's like watching you. So you'll see people staring at you or trying to put two and two together. So it's no escaping. It's something that you just got to just kind of just get used to. So I don't have the privacy that I used to have before, but it's okay. At the same point, it's, I think it's positive because you get to be an inspiration. So I think in this new chapter of my life, I'm seeing myself in a, on a different platform where I can be an influence to the world opposed to before I probably was an influence to, you know, my companies that I serve right. or, you know, to a certain sector, which is more so like the IT business sector, right. but not everyone. So my reach is extended greatly. That's one of the best things from being on the show then. I mean, you take like the, you know, who's watching me, who's watching me. Do you mm -hmm. worry about that? Like, oh my gosh, everyone's always like the eyes are always on me now. Or is you're just like, mm -hmm. whatever, I'm fine with it now. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. I think you have to just watch what you say. We live in a, like an, an attacking kind of society. Like you say the wrong thing, everyone's jumping and pouncing on you. And so you have to really make sure that you watch how you carry yourself, the things that you say out of your mouth, or you're going to be writing up an apology letter. You've got to be damage control. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of crazy, and and it, it puts me in a place sometimes. I'm like, which one is worse, right? Or which one is better? Is it better to have the ability to be yourself and be your authentic or living right. your true authentic self, right? Or live in a facade where you have to kind of hide and protect yourself because people may shame you or attack you based on your own thoughts and views. And so that's what you kind of come up against. But it's a matter of just navigating, uh, knowing exactly certain things, what you should do, what you can't do. Like I said a second ago, I'm probably going to get myself in trouble. But uh, hey, here I am. You know, speaking of trouble, it's funny. Yeah. Now I'll go to Drew because uh -huh. the whole Tampa thing obviously was a big deal. But then what was the other big deal? Stripper gate, bolo. I mean, you're looking at that because Drew came home. We saw Drew come home and she's like, hey, Ralph, so this happened with bolo and that stripper gate. And then you watch everything back. What did you think of everything? Because we're watching the whole madness unfold from here, but like, that's your wife. This mm -hmm. is your show. What did you think about all of that? I can tell you this much. I tell my wife all the time, I feel like she is a DJ. She remixes things. Like <laughs> things don't really happen 
the way that she says it, you know? And it's different when you watch it on television. I'm like, wait a minute, uh, you told me this. You didn't tell me that you were tossed up on a table here, you know? And you're throwing it back and they're like, go Drew, go Drew. I'm like, wait, 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 go Drew. What are you talking about, go Drew? Thinking of you as this innocent woman here and you over here going crazy. So it's like one of those kind of situations, <laughs> granted, it's a bachelorette party, technically even a bachelor party, right? What happens at the bachelor party stays at a bachelor party and you have that kind of like code, but hey, this is on television here. Now your right. bachelorette party is for the world to see, including me. Make sure your story lines up. When it right. does, we got problems. So that's what happened and that's what you saw on the show. So was it tough then? Because you're like watching this back after the fact and you're just like, I mean, my husband would probably, I don't know, even know what he would do. Like, I don't know what he would do. If he was watching, I would not be sitting next to him watching this. I can tell you that. I would be, uh, I would be in Tampa. <laughs> I would be in Tampa just because I'd be scared shitless at what, like how he would react. Yeah, you know what? It, it definitely was a shock for me, but I'm also happy that my wife's head wasn't between somebody else's legs. That right there would have been a big deal. Is it crazy? Like all these women, like, you know, you're a businessman and you're like, it's a lot. These women are a lot. Is it nuts oh. for you just dealing with the women? You, you know, so I don't do too, too much drama, as you can tell, yeah. right? But the women on the show, they like to argue and fight, you know? Right. So that sometimes gets a little overwhelming. But that's, you know, that's them. I let them do their thing. And whatever makes them happy, makes them happy, however they choose to you know, settle disputes and arguments, hey, that's on them. I just choose to handle a little different. You know, mine don't, ha it doesn't happen that long, nor does it need to have that much conversation. Guys, we just go and get things straight to the point. We get our, we settle our differences. We grab a drink. Hey, everything is good. That's why you guys are the best. It's like, you know, like knock it out a little bit and then you guys are good. You move on. And then it's like, you know, Kenya, everything with Kenya and Drew, like, I feel like Kenya just had such beef with her. Why do you think this was just like this ongoing thing that Kenya had against Drew? Like that just like a, a dog with a bone that just won't let it drop. I don't, I don't know. Man, I don't, you know, it's interesting because I don't know whether or not it had anything to do with the pandemic because I think for both of us, we weren't kind of just welcome with open arms. It was just attack mode. Right. You know, Drew, Drew attacking me and then the girls attacking her, you know, so it was, right. It was just a, it, I, and I don't, so I don't know how it happened or how it usually happens. I never really watched the show too much until I actually was on the show. So right. I don't know how the relationships start off, but yeah, it was something that Drew had to navigate, of course. And, you know, from there, she was able to develop some, some genuine relationships. Are you friendly or close with any of the girls? Oh yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I, I, everybody is cool with me. I didn't interact as much with Kenya. But everyone else was extremely cool for the most part and, and, you know, greeted me and welcomed me with open arms. So it was great. And it was nice, though, to have Mike. Oh, Mike, yeah. I needed, I needed a guy. I, like, I don't know what I would, I don't know what I would do if I was, like, the only guy here. I'm like, wait a minute. What do you want me to do? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wait. So, like, he, you come on the show and he's, like, okay, uh -huh. giving you pointers and kind of saying this is how you can navigate through the madness. Yeah, and he's like, hey, look, we're going to go downstairs and we're going to get a drink. That's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. So let the women do what they do. We're going to go down here and we're going to just get a drink. 
and you know, and that's it. And we'll have our conversations. But we've had Mike and I. We had an opportunity to have a couple of, you know, uh, discussions around you know some of the various different points because it's a different perspective that we have. And you know, it's some it's great to actually have somebody else. And this is be, beyond the show. This is real life. You need somebody that you can bounce things from that you can say, hey, you know, what are your thoughts on this situation right here? And they can give you something objective, you know, if they're if you're right or wrong or viewpoint in a different perspective. So you can look at it and now be able to analyze it. So, you know, I appreciate that and I appreciate everything Mike is doing. So he definitely is like taking me under his wing. That's my guy, though. So seriously. No, I love that. I love Mike. Mike was so, so, and he seems like, I mean, like cool, mm -hmm. calm, collected, just like you, right? It's just, right. it's funny for me watching because then we see the, the, these women on the show that are just so much, right? Sometimes. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fights, like you said, the fights, the drama. And, and again, that a lot of that is with Drew and with the ladies, mm -hmm. but you know, obviously everything comes back to our spouses. Oh, everything. So it was a lot of long nights where Drew just vented. And I just had to be that ear. One of the things that I did learn from my counselor, uh, she was like, you know, you guys got to practice something where you tell, uh, you tell your spouse what you need. So I'm like, okay, Drew, so do you just need my ear here? So I'm just going to listen and I'm not going to give you any feedback. Or do you need me to actually help you in a situation or give my opinion? Especially when it comes to the, the women, I try not to give an opinion opinion at all because I actually don't have too much to say about it at times <laughs> but you know I, I asked the question like what do you need me to be but you know it's a, it's it's a lot sometimes it can be really heavy and especially when you're trying to get to know someone and they're dealing with real issues and you know they're just navigating their own challenges and things of that nature so it's it's a lot at times so they their job is a lot harder than ours I can tell you that you think Cause like you said, you're like the sounding board. You have to, you have to hear all of it. I mean, I know she's like in it, right? She's on the mm -hmm. front line, but like, then she comes back to you and you're the one that's dealing with all of it in the background. See, I, that's why I love you. See, that is, that's the perspective right there that I need, <laughs> right? What, how does it apply to me and what I have to go through here? Cause it does get a little crazy at times, but no, 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 you're, you're absolutely right. We do have to endure a lot of the discussions and, making sure that we can, you know, it's, it's a lot on us. It takes a toll as well. And we, you, it's, it's that part right there, you kind of lose your wife because if she's not feeling good, then everything right. else shuts down. You know, and totally. so uh, let's, let's talk about something else. Uh, no, we got to talk about this. I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, so not how my night planned to be, you know? Totally. It's the same thing. My husband, if something's going on, I'm like, I'm fine. He's like, oh my God, you're fine. Okay. Because you being fine, guess what? Nothing in this house is fine then because you are the center of all of it. And if you're like crazy right now, then everything is going to be crazy. Exactly. So I get it. And then on top of that, this is your first season. You know, mm -hmm. I know you heard it a lot from people on social saying whatever they were say to you. How was it then, you know, your first season on the show? How was it going through everything that you two went through and then getting reactions from like your friends and your family? That part was actually challenging. Uh, I think the hardest actually came from my, from my mother. You know, she didn't necessarily like the things that, and the comments that I said, which was my truth. And I had to have a, a hard conversation with her. She just, Ralph, that's not what happened. It was this minor detail that you missed, you know? And I'm like, well, mom, this is how things occur to me. And you have your version of how things occur to you. And I spoke my truth. 
And so, you know, getting beyond that point was really challenging because, of course, just as I take the toll and the brunt coming from the greater community, uh, especially for IG, Twitter and everything else of the world judging and critiquing everything I do, my mom also had to take criticism and judgment from people that have watched the show that are now talking to her like, hey, did you know your son said this about you? No. And, you know, so your mom. Oh my God. Yeah. So they're just as much a part of it as anyone else, because if you mention their name, they, you're, you're now a part of the show. And so there, I'm talking about my real life experiences. And so right. she automatically gets pulled in. I had family come to me and be like, Ralph, you know what? I, you're on this platform. I don't like that. You're making Drew cry all the time. I'm like, uh, look, look, look. I'm a, I'm a great guy. Look, you know, right. if she chooses to be emotional in this scene, I don't know really what to say. You know, there's right. nothing I, I can really do about it, but it's a real true situation. And that's how she felt. It, it, I'm, my goal and intention is never to make my wife cry. Matter of fact, right. I would never want her to cry ever. Yeah. If it, it's something that happened that drove her to tears, I apologize about it. And my goal is to make sure that she doesn't cry. And it was a lot of things going on also. For instance, one thing was I was in the process of buying a house and she wanted to be a part of the process, but I'm buying a house during a pandemic. It's not pretty at all. Right. I'm the business guy. I'm like, literally the bank was asking for it everything they wanted to they wanted to see documents from personal from business where did this come from so it's a lot of work and so walking someone through the process during that time it was just it wasn't fun don't worry about this right now you focus on this particular area so we focus on our strengths and then i will give you a you know a house to buy later on and it would be a lot easier for you to go through that process and you can do it on your by yourself Right. And I'll give it to her and say, hey, you walk through this and I want you to learn. It's not that I'm trying to stop you from learning anything, but this isn't the time to actually try to learn just because things are moving really fast. Right. And it's a lot of information coming. And then you have the kids and you're trying to homeschool. And then you got the pandemic. And then you're also on the show and dealing with the girls because when they want something, you got to get it. You got to stop and drop everything that you're doing and you just don't have that luxury. So it's like, being rational and pragmatic about where you are. And sometimes I have to make those hard decisions, which I know are the best decisions. And it's sometimes not the popular one. You mean sometimes with the ladies, like sometimes they'll say, okay, we're going to do a cast dinner. You got to go. Yeah. If you, if there's something, if there's an event going on, you have to go. <laughs> That's right. kind of it. So do you know about things in advance though, or a lot of things like last minute? It, it, it varies. Sometimes, you know, sometimes there's things that you don't know. And so you just pretty much just navigate anything that that's happening. And so it's, you know, of course, they try not to blindside you uh, when there's opportunities or, you know, things are happening or events are happening in people's lives. Because right. also there's a realness to this. This isn't something that's scripted, right? People are living their natural lives. And so if something happens, then they want to be able to capture those real live events in real time. Right. And so if th that takes place, then yes, you have to, your, your girl may need you. So you got to go. Right. Yeah. And for me, I'm taking care of business. Yeah. I mean, was it tough? Because like you have the kids and you're working in the house and then sometimes you would have to go and go on a, a cast trip or go to a dinner or whatever. Was that tough for you? Cause then you're holding down the whole floor and her mom is there. 
Yeah, so her mom was brought in to help out with the kids. So it, it would become a little challenging at times just because you just didn't know what you needed to navigate or what was going on, but also making sure the kids were having fun. They didn't feel like there was any kind of a void also because it was hard on everyone. The benefit for, uh, for, for me is that I wasn't traveling. So it was a gift and a curse, right? The, the benefit and the gift was that I actually was able to be there. So Drew could go off and do different things and I would be there to help with the family. The curse is that I was there not able to travel. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, which is the better part? <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. I mean, I can be in a hotel and taking care of business, no. you know, taking clients to dinner or something like that, you know. <laughs> Kid free, wife free. Kid free. Did you know any, like, had you known Dennis or any of the other guys? No, I met them later on. It's like, we have a community, you know, so once you're on a show, um, then, you know, everybody kind of surrounds, you know, surrounds you and make sure that you're good because it's a community of us. And right. so, and, and I'll say, you know, guys typically don't look great, great on this platform. It's not necessarily our platform. It's more so geared towards women. So it's the support system that we have uh, just to make sure that everyone is okay. If you need to go and talk to someone, you have that person in that ear. So we build our own community have our own relationships and everything else. So like literally it's been phenomenal. Dennis is a, a great guy. I've also talked to Todd a lot as well. So, you know, you know, we take our kids out and do different Aww. activities with them, you know, so it's fun. You and Todd and Candy? Yeah, so yeah, we've, uh, Todd and Candy, went to, they came to my birthday party, which was absolutely amazing. Something to show up for. Uh, Todd and I, actually we gotta go and bring, take the sons out and do something. But my son, Makai, he's turning six uh, on the 30th. So. I got to make sure that Todd has an invite to come out to, to the birthday party. Uh, Naya and, and PJ are around the same age. So we oh, together, go to Chuck E. Cheese then oh. have them ride in a ride. So it's, it's fun. It's a good time. Definitely was a good it, time. Was it crazy seeing, okay, Portia and Dennis, and then we see Fallon come on, and then we see the whole thing with Portia and Simon and Fallon and that whole madness. Was that crazy to you, especially since you know Dennis? And you know Portia and Dennis? Yeah, it, it's a, hey, listen, my thing is, hey, if y'all love love, then if Dennis is fine with it, everybody's fine with it. And that's kind of the, the perspective I've taken with it. It's like, okay, it's just another thing happening. It's crazy. Isn't it nuts though? I mean, like you said, you're just like, I'm just a real dude working, being a dad. And then all this is happening. Is this just nuts? Like, oh my God, now this is happening with one of my wife's like castmates. And then this is happening. Right. Is that nuts to you just seeing all this? It, it it is. I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? Is this normal here? Like it's a <laughs> it's a little it's a little chaotic. So just to say, I mean, I mean, literally, they took over the internet. They broke the internet off of everything going on. So, you know, uh, actually Portia just had a, a birthday party last night that Drew went to. So they, they look happy. everybody looks happy. Well, listen, let's let's make one thing clear. They broke the internet, but you and your bathroom picture first broke the internet. Let's just ah. be clear. Who reigns king here? Okay, let's be clear. My opinion, right. everyone listening, that is that holds true for everybody listening. So like, <laughs> I love how it. is it? You you know you're from LA. We're here. Well, you moved from Atlanta from LA, right? No, no, no. I'm from New Brunswick, New Jersey. So oh wait. I always have to represent. I am an East Coast guy, so definitely born and raised in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Went to Rutgers, my alma mater. Majored in business economics, minored in uh, music theory. That is another reason why I love you so much. I knew it. I knew you were Big Ten. When I graduated, we were Big East. 
Oh, that's right. And then you came over. You came over to right, Big Sky. Right, 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 right. Oh my God. Wait, but did you didn't you meet Drew in LA? I did. So I got tired of the cold weather. And so I was like, yeah, uh, I think I'm over this. So I literally left. And I'm, I'm also huge. I'm a big investor in real estate. So I ended up leaving New Jersey where I was doing a lot of my investments. And when I went to LA, I was like, you know, I don't think I'm gonna let anything stop me from pursuing my dreams and living where I want to live. I'm like, the world is small. I can jump on a flight. I moved down to LA where it was sunshine and, you know, everything, everyone is happy. So, and that's where I was. I was actually attending an NBA gala and Drew ended up pulling up and her son, uh, who was three at the time, he, his football rolled out in a row. So he runs out behind the football and Drew and her, her sister run out behind him. And I'm like, they don't know what's going on with this kid. You know, I, I right. grab the football, we start playing catch. And I was like, you know, he, he was a cute kid. And so one thing that I did uh, that I actually asked for, and this is the power of manifestation. I said, if I were to ever date a woman and she had a kid, I want them to be a boy and three years old. No. So it, it, yeah, seriously, and it happened that so it, it happened to be that Drew had a son that also was three, and so literally Drew and I we ended up clicking and connecting, and we ended up going out on our a date. It ended up lasting twelve hours. We talked about like everything. Whoa, it was like whoa, the whoa, best. Whoa. I don't know if I can hear about all this, Ralph. This is, this uh, is a PG thirteen episode here. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, so interesting enough. The date ended up, so typically you go out on a date at night, typically, right? Right. So we were going to go out on a Thursday. Drew canceled on me for a scandal party. I thought that she didn't have our priorities together. So I was like, okay, we can go out on Friday, but let's do lunch because Friday is prime time. Paris knows this, you know? So, (laughs) hey, Fridays are prime time in LA. You do not give anyone, you don't give anyone just your Friday night. You got to be very special. (laughs) So I gave her lunch in case that, you know, things didn't go well Friday, you know, I can just go and bounce back and we can talk about it for my guys. And so what ended up happening is like, we went to lunch and everything just started just flowing. We started connecting with uh, Drew's mom is in church. She grew up in church. I grew up in church. I played the piano. She sings, she dances. We were just talking about all the different synergies that we had. So we went from uh, lunch to actually doing like, like, okay, we got to do karaoke. We went and started doing karaoke and she's singing. She didn't no. know none of the songs. I, it was the funniest thing. She, I know this song. And she's just singing all the wrong words. I'm like, yeah, I can see how you're saying that, but uh, it's wrong. <laughs> it's not the song at all. And so we just had a blast. She taught me how to do the Chicago two-step. And oh, from I there on, that. yeah, our second date, I was like, all right, you know what? I want to go out and meet your son and see if we click. Because if we click, then it could be something possibly. If we don't click, then I have to go on to the next, you know? And we took, I took him to Sky Zone and we had a blast and it was a great time. And then, you know, the third date, typically I take a break, right? I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna see you on a third date. She called me, she's like, Ralph, I'm cooking. Uh, do you wanna come over and eat? I was like, what are you cooking? She was like, yeah, I got some things on the grill. I like the grill. And so I go over to the house. She had two racks on the grill, like grilling, like seriously doing it. And the food was amazing. I was like, oh man, that was the weight of my heart. You made like, it? She could, she, yeah, my wife is an incredible cook. No. She's an incredible cook, yes. Oh, see, that's the way to, I mean, they say the way to a man's heart. That is so amazing. I had no idea like about that whole story. But why were you thinking if I, if I, you know, marry or get with a woman who has a child, I want, to, I want the kid to be a boy in three. Why did you have boy in three in your head? 
because I wanted to make sure I can rear someone like myself and I don't know how to raise girls, yeah. I'm a, but I'm a man. I know how to raise the man and make him and make sure that he avoids a lot of the challenges that I went through as a man. And then three, because they don't, they haven't developed all of the neural associations, all of the negative things. It's like, I have an opportunity to come in and groom you and above two, because I don't want on a child at the terrible two that's a terrible age you know that i don't want that but three three is like you're going into the home stretch you haven't really learned who you are and i can be there to help mold that so right. that was the reason oh my gosh it was meant to be Ralph. yes yes that yes so awesome so then you guys then then now then you moved to atlanta how was mm -hmm. that then you know you wanted to go to la you you know do your dream you love the weather and then you moved to atlanta how has it been coming into well, living we there. actually moved to Chicago when, we, when Drew got pregnant with Makai we needed support and so LA is a big world if you don't have help yeah. you know your friends typically if they don't have kids they're like hey uh Hi. let me know let me know when you got some free time you know so it's like, All right, we got to get around a support system we chose we were thinking between New Jersey and Chicago and ended up choosing Chicago and to be around Drew's family and so there we were so I was back in the cold weather it was miserable we ended up making the transition. It was negative 40 on my birthday. Oh. Vortex. I was like, uh, yeah, I'm not doing this. We're out of here. And literally three months later, we moved to Atlanta. So how has that been? It's been amazing. I think Atlanta is a great place to raise kids. I feel like it's centrally located. I have family in South Carolina. I can easily jump down in New Jersey and back to LA whenever I need to. So it's, I think it's fairly central. And I think there's a lot of opportunity here. I mean, the industry is here, it's booming. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities for, you know, for television and production and for everything in all of our endeavors that we're looking to do. Technology is here, it's a huge hub. So it's really, truly a sweet spot. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, and how is the new house? The house is great. It has a lot of, you know, I ended up at my basement ended up flooding. So I had to oh. fix that. And it's like a lot of little things that we have to do just to make oh. it ours though. And so right. it's coming along, uh, just, you know, some of the growing pains, but the house is absolutely amazing. It's, it's sometimes I come home I'm like, man, we actually live here. It's like sinking in. So it's great. Oh, I love it. Worth the madness that, you know, you guys had to go through. Absolutely. 100%. Oh my God. Okay. Well, listen, I, I don't want to take more. Like, I just want to play before I take all of your time. Are you down for playing a game? Let's go. Let's do it. Okay. So it's called Ralph. That's how okay. I like it. That's so, how I like it. That's a, how I like it. It is about Drew and what okay. you love about her. Okay. So I'm going to give you two choices and you choose one, whatever you prefer. Okay. Okay. So Let's of course, play. We know personality, Ralph, is always the most important. Wow. Right, right. But are you boobs or butt? I'm more of a butt guy. But? But, definitely. Okay. Eyes or smile? Eyes, because your eyes can smile also, or it can be sexy. Oh, I love that but, but I also love teeth. Like, let me tell you, I'm a teeth person. Like, your smile is absolutely amazing. Like, Thank you. I love I it. I am 100% a teeth person. Dude, I am so with you. I'm sorry if you're uh -huh. like all messed up in there. I'm like, oh, I can't. Cause then it's like, it's almost like a pimple or something. You just stare at it then, right? Right, 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 like, right, right. Stare at that crooked tooth. <laughs> I'm so with you. It's coming at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. 
I think I know this now after what you said, but cooks or cleans. You know what? I'm a, still, I love a clean, a clean house. I would yeah. prefer a clean house more than anything else, even cooking. Because based on how I work out and everything, I can't, I don't like to eat a lot. And I feel like women, you know, they'll fatten you up. Oh man, I'm going to yeah. feed you or feed you. And I'm like, and that's why you got a lot of guys walking around with the dad bods because they eat, you know? <laughs> so I, it, is, it happens. It happens. <laughs> so what do you like then, this or that? Fit or a little bit of extra loving? Fit, fit 100%. <laughs> you like that, right? Yeah. Listen, I'm the same way. I'm like, uh uh-uh. I'm not working hard for you to go and do, like, you know, have your dad bod and you're eating pizza all day. Like, I need you to match what I'm doing, right? Right. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. You can tell my husband that. 100%. Okay. Role playing on the big screen or role playing in the bed? Oh, of course, the bed. Okay, that's where that's where the real action happens. Right. <laughs> you want to role play? Let's role play here. This is great. That movie stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah, who cares about that? We got it in the bedroom. Okay. Exactly. Playing. That's how I like it. I, I love it. More question for you. You okay. know how you lady, all the ladies on the housewives, they start the show and they have their little tagline. What would your tagline be? Ooh, that's a great question I have never thought about. I don't know. I have no I mean, You know what? I will let you make my tagline. You are the poet. What will you think? Your tagline would be, I went to Tampa. You guys can all kiss my ass. Oh, I like that. I like that. It has to or, be so I even like that. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Or, you know what? I went to Tampa for three days, but I came back. <laughs> See? See, you Some are Some guys don't it. come back. <laughs> See, that was amazing one. I love that. Oh my God. I'm s i am cannot even believe I've taken all your time. I have something to tell you too, but I want you to tell everybody where they can find you on social, on anywhere. Okay, definitely. You can find me on IG, Twitter, Facebook, and everywhere else, all social handles at Ralph Pittman Jr. You can also go to my website, ralphpittman.com, and also please make sure you follow mymindmusic.com also for the latest and greatest and uh, my sleep system for adults as well as children. I love that. I love that. Ralph, you are doing so much awesome shit. It's so, <laughs> it is so amazing. But I wanted to tell you two things. That scene in the kitchen, uh-huh. when you guys were talking about like real dad and all that, mm-hmm. that was so amazing. Like you as a, like a stepdad and all, I mean, that was so freaking amazing I just I wanted to tell you you. that and two I didn't want to start this whole like talk with you because I wanted it to be like fun and light but I wanted to tell you I'm very sorry about your dad Uh, I do appreciate it so I know it was a while ago but you know I know and I just wanted to tell you you know that's one thing actually I felt I I actually appreciate about the show because with all the negative negativity that came with it I think the positive moments was the reflection of my father and being able to pay tribute to him. And then also even the scene, uh, you know, uh, where we actually acknowledge Jojo's biological father. I feel like being a dad is the best gift in the world. And, you know, of course I am this alpha guy and I can feel like I can raise my kids on my own, but there's certain things that I just can't teach him as a man, which is his lineage. 
where he came from, why he acts the way he does, why he smiles the way he does. And those hard questions, I have no idea about, but who can teach him? This is his biological father. And so if a man wants to have a relationship with their child, I would never prevent them from having it. And I think one thing that I never want to have happen with Josiah or any kid is saying, you prevented me from having a relationship right. with my father. So, totally. you know, you're such an amazing dude. You're an amazing dad and husband and an amazing addition to the show. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm so happy to be able to talk to you and have you on. Oh, thank you so much. And this has been a pleasure. Oh, uh, you have, please, please invite me back on again. It oh so my great God, Karis. This was absolutely amazing here. Karis, did you hear that? Like, this is so great. Thank you so much for listening to Sidepiece. Make sure to follow on Instagram with the handle at Sidepiece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W, at Sidepiece Show. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.